Hey guys, podcast number two, even though there's been a little podcast in between. I thought I would basically carry on slightly from what I spoke about in the first podcast, which was my journey. Um, and this whole podcast audio storytelling is quite new to me. So please ex- you know, expect a few little mistakes here and there and, um, you know, it's funny because I'm such a talker. I'm such a extrovert. I love I love being around people and engaging with people, but somehow audio seems to really, and video for that matter, when the spotlight is on me, um, getting used to that environment and the fact that you have to really keep track of what you're saying and it's and and it's a monologue, um, whereas what I'm what I love doing is more of a dialogue. And that's why I do ask for client engagement um, in the podcast and, and people who aren't my clients. It could be friends, could be people who own businesses. I really love just hearing from people. And I'll mention this again in the end, but feedback so far has been great. Um, there's been a few little things where people have just come on and just spouted a little bit of negativity only. Um, and I think, well, you know, Sorry to hear that, you know, you feel like you have time to do that. But there's there's been awesome constructive feedback, you know. I know my voice is a bit of a challenge for me. I'm very self-conscious of my voice. I don't necessarily really like it a whole lot. Um, but in life, you're given what you're given and you're just going to make the best of it. And so I think, you know, joking about it, you know, a bit of light humour um, helps me to, to get over that. So guys, I have a few things I want to discuss. I remember the first podcast, if you remember hearing it, I made a mistake in the first minute. I said I'm only going to go for 10 minutes and I ended up going for 40. Um, <laughs> so I'm not going to do that this time. But I will try to uh, obviously not rattle on and keep it no no longer than 40 minutes. I think you're just carrying on a little bit too long. Um, when I've got the audience and people are telling us, no, we really want to hear longer, hear longer, if, especially if, it's, if you think that you can go longer, then, then, that's, then that's fine. So I've got about eight things I've written down. I've already got asked, you know, am I going basically rogue and just talking into a mic or are you scripting everything? Actually, it's a little bit of both. I'm, I wouldn't say I'm scripting. I'm actually uh, writing points down and then, yeah, then I'm just letting my heart speak. It really comes down to one thing, letting my heart speak. So I feel so strongly about what I do. I think about it all the time. I was actually in the shower last night and I was thinking and I was even rehearsing some of the things that I want to say in my next podcast. It came out amazing. It was flowing. It was all happening. And I just, I couldn't record because I was in the shower. I was going to run out, but I thought, oh, no, I'll remember it tomorrow. And obviously some, some things I've written down, some things I remember, um, but <laughs> some of the things I didn't. Anyway, that's okay. It's a little bit funny. I thought I'll mention it. Don't, don't think anyone really cares, but I thought I'd mention it anyway. So basically I thought, you know, I'm going to explain some personal things about the business. Uh, one of our main things I've got highlighted is a business development manager. 
So I've made it actually quite public knowledge that I am looking for a sort of business development manager, whether I offer that particular person um, equity in the business or I basically tailor it specifically, strictly to commission performance base. I haven't kind of made up my mind. So I may even be looking at sort of hiring um, someone just to take care of some of the CEO tasks. And then I kind of, I thought, no, I need to be doing that because I've got the energy and the buzz. But I think a business development manager to just help help the brand basically build strategic partnerships with whether it's going to be development only agencies, um, helping us to kind of get our foot in the door and face to face with the sort of agencies that are going to be great partners for us. Um, obviously, we are looking for a web development partner because I get clients continuously asking us, you know, we need help with web development or we're not happy with a web development, development um, with our existing development partner. So we're looking at building that, um, that, that partnership. It's going to be beneficial for, for us and I'm sure it's going to be beneficial for, for, that, for that agency too. So really looking for, I, I think I really want to look for more um, either a freelancer or, or a two or three man development team. I, I th- that would, I think, would, would be great for a lot of the work that I have um, for in a pipeline already, whereas the big blue chip level development work um, agencies may be better suited if actually Amiga Digital became their online marketing partner. Um, I think that would probably work out because we won't pretty much have a whole lot of blue chip level development work that we would send in return. So we, we really try to be upfront when we are building partnerships, but it's just one of the many things that I try to do. And I think having a business development partner involved in Amiga Digital, probably post June 2018, would be something that um, we are going to pretty much double down on. So if you're a business development partner and you're a business development other your partner, you set up partnerships, or you're you're currently looking for new opportunities. What is the case may be? If you're if you're if you're out there and you're listening to this podcast, we'd love to hear from you. It's it's, it's vital that we do. Um, so yeah, so let me get started on 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 podcast number two. That was just the initial point. We have we have quite a lot to go through. So I mentioned in the last podcast about working um, when I when I was working for an agency and starting my own thing in 2012. So if you haven't heard that, please go back and listen to that. And what people what most people don't really realize is if it wasn't for a few different things, I probably would have stayed, stayed in that agency because I was quite well respected. I mean, at the time when I left, I would have been around. Um, oh, yeah, six years. So it was about 24. Okay, I was still a very young man, and I know it's only six, six, seven years ago, but I feel in that time, my maturity and how I've grown is it's just felt so much longer than six years. But even when I was 24, and I was actually at the end of it, so even when I was 23, 24. I did have people in their 30s come and ask me questions and look up to me 
And that was, I didn't realize how awesome and how, and, and how grateful I really, I didn't realize how important it was. And then I became so grateful looking back at those opportunities um, that it was incredible. And it all really came, and, I, and I'm really nothing special, but it came down to working very, very hard, being passionate about what I, what I, what I was doing for that agency and building that influence around me and building relationships based on a purely one thing only, work ethic. And people around you, see, when you work day to day with, with your colleagues, it's, what I realize is they see, everyone's looking at you, okay? Everyone around you is looking at you. Yes, is there politics in the office? Incredible. Is, I mean, that would be another podcast of the sort of things that I faced, things I could have handled better, things that I probably did handle well, you know, things that colleagues were just being a little bit, um, you know, just a bit rude and, and, and not going about things the way they should have. In saying that, of course, I could have handled some things differently when I was maturing in the agency. But it's incredible that I had so much influence around me based on my work ethic. I, I'm pretty sure people liked my personality. I'm sure people um, liked the fact that I would help wherever I could. I used to get asked so many questions um, all the time about, you know, for, we, we used to be at this split up into what we call pods and it was basically like each pod had a client manager, each pod had a search engine optimization expert, it had a Google AdWords, it had a business development manager and even other, other groups, so we had our own, other groups would be asking me questions within the agency and again at the time, I, I, I won't put it down to modesty because modesty is something that I've trying to learn. Um, but, but really, I didn't realize, you know, why, why were people coming to me? And, I mean, they're not working with me day to day, but it was just the influence that I built around me based on work ethic and passion. And when people see you get to work, when they get to work, you're already there. Then when they're going home, you're, you're still there. Um, how you communicate with managers, how you communicate with people around you, um, the results. People are looking at your results, and we made our results public in the in the in the in the, in the agency. And so it was, it was quite, um, I, 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 it was quite interesting when I look back. But I, I didn't really realize the potential of that influence. So as I look back and I reflect, because I guys, I think reflecting, if you're if you been if you just started. In your career, okay, you haven't got much to reflect on, but you can reflect on your childhood. You can reflect on on different circumstances that in your life. I'm sure you can take into your career starting out. But if you if you're if you've been working for five years, you've been working even three years, you can look at that time, even the first three years of your working career, or job or whatever, and look and 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 look at things and reflect on what you what you did well. And what you can do better, because there's always things you can do better. And it's a great mindset to get into, guys, when you're reflecting on what you've done great and what you can do better. So, yeah, having that influence when I look back, I was so great. Now looking back, I was so grateful and I loved it that when I started the agency in 2012, one of the things I struggled with was loneliness. Was when I started the business and 
I talk about it making a dumb decision. I put my office less than a meter away from my bed. So I would work, I would go to bed. I would get up, I would eat breakfast, I will go to work. I'm in the same, even within my, my two bedroom apartment at the time, I was in one, I was in one bedroom in one area of that bedroom. So the whole apartment, I, was, I spent most of my time in one area. Now, you don't have to have a PhD in, in psychology, but that can't be good for the human psyche and, the, <laughs> and just, especially with, with a personality like mine, an extrovert, I struggled greatly, greatly with that. Um, and, and I had some unfortunate accidents happening in 2013, which I may leave for another day. But loneliness, um, feeling as though I had so much influence and respect around me and I knew my job and I did my job. And I think people can fall into that sort of... Um, routine i mean we, we are creatures of habit okay we like we like being in the same place we like getting up in the morning doing the same thing you know we all have our schedules and our and our and our deadlines and 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 setting goals and we know what we're going to do and and get done and complete and then when i left the agency to start my own it's funny how i had so much creativity and flexibility but I put all that in one area, in one space. And I could have gone to the park, took mobile internet and worked in a park. Every, I could have done something different. I had the opportunity. I had the, the flexibility. What I do, I chose to stay in one place because I thought that that's what you had to do to grow the business. I thought if I go to a park, um, that's not what people expect of me. So I had that expectations on me of what I should be doing and, and I, I should work as hard as I can to get out. Well, in 2012, guys, I lost a lot of money. And I look back and think money was probably the least serious issue that year. I think not realizing, um, and this may be you out there, realizing the importance of working around people. Um, in that time, not, not so now. Now I need my private office suite. I need, and it's a different... It's a different ball game today, but and I and I still want to build a bigger and better team because look at the moment it's me and a few contractors. Well, unfortunately, we need to 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 grow that well beyond um, uh, and bring on great stuff, and that's that's a goal of mine. So, being in that little confinement was such a huge problem, and I realised. A really big problem at the end of that year, or in the next year, when 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 this when this specific event happened, that that was a big big problem for me. And I look back and I think in the last the toughest challenge so far was how I needed to balance my expectations of what those who thought about what I should be doing, comparing to what I should have done. What I should have done is realized very early on listen my personality requires me to be around people i just started my business it's not feasible for me to, to hire anybody or to bring anyone in but at least i could go to a coffee shop and work for an hour in the morning but i thought oh if someone sees me in the coffee shop then they would think that i'm not working i'm bludgy i'm not doing anything if they see me in a park 
same thing. I'm bludging. And then I worried about my in-laws. And at the time, they weren't my in-laws. I was only engaged. Imagine if they see me. What are they going to think about me? Oh, my, my daughter's married and guy doesn't want to work. And they're big on, on working hard. And so I just had, no, 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 I have to work for mine. I have to work for mine. So I was crushed by other people's expectations. And I love when I hear entrepreneurs talk about this, that that's the first thing you got to get rid of when you start a business. Guys, it's so true. And when I listen to that and I reflect on it against my, my personal experience, I'm like, how true is that? It's immense. It's absolutely vital. You've got to drop the expectations. And I think that's what really put me into a disadvantage in, in 2012. I, maybe, you know, I would be further in my journey. Maybe I would be um, a little bit, I don't know, maybe I would have had a better year, if I, at least in that 2013, if I totally just forgot about what people thought about me and say, well, you know, my own awareness of who I am and what I need, and that's another big part of what entrepreneurs talk about as well, is self-awareness. And my self-awareness was, Andrew, you're killing yourself mentally by having your bed less than a minute away from your office. I mean, at least I could I could actually even put it into a different room. Why didn't I put it into a different room? I mean, why, I, I, looking back, I don't know why. But at the same time, what I've learned and grown over the years of starting my own thing is that it's all up to me. No excuses. And I think if you really are starting a business or you're thinking about it, when you work for someone, you've got excuses. Oh, I don't like my boss. He doesn't. He's not smart enough. Or I don't have the resources. I we don't have the money to purchase this thing. But when you're running your own business and you are the the, the central focus of that business, you are the quarterback. You are the the, the 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 captain, the leader, the manager, whatever analogy you want to use. It's your job to grow the business. It's 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 your grind. And I'm not going to call myself an entrepreneur yet. I've been doing this for six years. I still don't call myself an entrepreneur. I did when I when I told everybody I was starting a business and then I realized how hard it was and I stopped calling myself an entrepreneur. I'm just a grinder. I'm just a, I'm just a professional who really, really loves adding value. And again, it's that self-awareness. But in 2012, I didn't have that. I didn't, I didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> I mean, that's the, that's the God's honest truth. I, one, I didn't know what I was doing. I wasn't self-aware. I didn't realize that the environment that I was working in was hugely important to my performance, my mental state. I didn't realize how much money it cost to run a business based on no capital. And fifthly, the loneliness, the absolute loneliness. And I think that's what, and I think... Even entrepreneurs who have $200 million businesses will tell you it's lonely at the top. And it's funny how we all, I mean, a lot of us, maybe not all of us, like that's maybe a little bit um, assumption, uh, you know, too much of an assumption to assume that everybody's trying to climb, you know, to the top. But, you know, when people tell me I'm just happy where I am, I respect that. I love that. I mean, that's self-awareness. I love what I'm doing. I'm happy. I don't need to be. I'm around people that give themselves to, to charities and they're not making hardly any money, but they're so happy doing it. And that's the self. And I'm like, hey, high five. Because, you know, it's not just only about money. Because if it was only about money, then, then, all the, then everyone who doesn't have money 
would be unhappy. Anyone that had money would be happy. And everybody knows. You don't need me. Everyone, everyone says it. You don't need me to say it again. But I will anyway. That the richest people aren't always the happiest. You're rich when you when you when you feel you're fulfilled and you're doing something that you love and that you're progressing and that you're contributing. And that's why I made Omega Digital built around progressing and contributing. We want to innovate, we want to create, and then we want to give back. We want to add value. We want to make a difference, whether they're a client or they're not. If someone's just, you know, direct messages, I keep using words like DM, who, you know, people who don't know what that means, direct message us on Instagram or on Facebook or whatever, you know, we actually put up a whole raving fan section based on the work we did. Most of those raving fans, I think at least two of them, we just did work for free. We just said, look, do you mind writing, writing about your experience with us? We won't charge you for what you're asking, but do you mind just write? If you don't want it, that's fine. We're still going to do what we promised we would do. And that raving fan section on Omega Digital is basically built around doing work for either one, very, very little money, or two, no money at all. It was, it was just making sure that we put ourselves in a, in a mindset, of, 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 in a belief system that, yes, we want to go above and beyond for our clients. No question. We want our clients to feel that we just don't call them family, but we treat them like family. We treat them like how they deserve to be treated in the most highest possible respectful manner. You're humanly able to do so. I mean, I'm running out of similarities. I mean, it's crazy. Like, it's, it's so important. Um, how you treat them, how you respect them, and everyone is so intelligent and wise these days to you know finding you know um, deceitful companies and people that you know everyone's antennas are up. I wanted to make sure that from day one in 2012, in that bad year that it was, I wanted my clients to realise that they're going to get value that they've never seen in their life. I'm going to provide value that they've never experienced. And I like to think that because we're exclusive, and actually one of the next points is the challenges of being exclusive, so just tie it in brilliantly, was you were not, one of the biggest challenges is we're not gonna, we, we basically build our model around never having large amounts of clients. So already, in a way, we've capped ourselves because we won't work with two jewelers. We won't work with two lawyers. And so... That's based on a belief system. And the challenge is that obviously that affects the bottom line because some people specialize in being the online marketing guru for real estate agents. So that all their clients are real estate agents. Fine, they have, I'm not down on them, but our value and ethics and belief system is no, we want our clients to feel as though we are dedicated to seeing them grow just as much as they are. I try to. I like to think sometimes so much. I had a client the other day tell me, Andrew, <laughs> you're so passionate. You care so much. It's all you care more than I do, and I and I own the business. And actually, if you guys want to know who that is, I'll get permission and I'll tell you who that was. Um, we had an issue uh, with 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 Google Business, and I worked. Over time to fix this, this issue wasn't even mine. I didn't even create it. It was a Google issue. It was a Google Maps issue. And I went above and beyond weekends. And, you know, I've just had a newborn baby. So that time on, on weekend is so precious. And, you know, everything just feels like 
it, 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 time flies by, like four and a half months my baby is, and I can't believe where the four and a half months is, and so time is precious. Time is the most precious commodity, full stop. But I was working and trying to figure out how to solve this, going bananas and just adamant of fixing the problem. That a client said, Andrew, slow down. You, you care more than I do. Basically, you're making me look bad here, right? You care so much about, just calm down. I need you to calm down. And so, I, sure, um, we have one gear and that's go. And, and that's what, that, that team that I'm going to build is, is, is going to have that. My contractors have that because they're working for themselves. Um, and at the moment, that was the best solution for us, to bring in SEO resources that are contractors. So exclusivity, we are leaving money on the table. We started a business model where we're leaving money on the table. I get that. I know that. I, I'm, I'm, I'm quite sure that, that, that we are going to lose money, but it's our values. It's who we are. It's what we believe. And sure, I've had, you know... Um, Agencies tell me, you know, you're exclusive. Don't you find you're limiting yourself? Yeah, sure I am. And then they'll say, well, we are exclusive too, um, but we won't tell, we won't make it public, and we'll sign an exclusivity um, statement if the client's willing to pay enough. Sure, and I'm not down on that. That's business. I get it, and I know that from a business from a business model point of view, some some clients would feel, uh, sorry, some business coaches would say, this is suicide. What are you doing, right? Um, you want to open yourself up to anyone that you, you can add value to. Sure, but not everyone we can. And that's why we want our clients to feel this special relationship with us. We want, we want to build our exclusivity around the fact that, we, that we, we want our clients to feel the way that we envision and we hope that they would feel. We want them to feel special. And every time I go to a cafe or any time I go into a taxi or an Uber or wherever I go, I want to feel like this business cares about me. I'm not just here to give them money. They're here to help me create an experience. And that's what's so important is that it's the experience. It's the relationship. What makes me go back to the same cafe? It's the, it's the connection that I've built with, with the owner, and I remember writing a blog article a long time ago about Lee's Cafe, how in 2012, if I, I went one place, I went there. But I didn't go there really to work. I went there just to have a break. Thank God I did that at least. But most of what I did, I, I, I stayed indoors. Um, and, you know, I want our clients to feel the same way that when I go to places, I feel like. If I go to a cafe, you know, I want them to treat me like 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 a customer that, listen, they're going to treat me the same whether I come back constantly or this is just a one-off, I'm here today, gone tomorrow. But either way, they're going to treat me in the same way. Why? Because that's who they are. They want to create an experience because th that's the sort of person they are. And so for when, I, for when I'm in the customer or the client seat, I expect that at least that sort of care that, they, at least they care. I'm not asking for exclusivity, of course, but um, what I am asking for is that is that love and attention and that respect that I'm here. If I'm here to buy a $9 smoothie, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter I'm here to buy a $9 smoothie. I'm here to buy a $4 banana bread. It doesn't matter. I'm here to basically enjoy what you're offering me. And then, if and now with the internet, and we haven't even gone into the internet, we're 28 minutes in, 
I can write about that experience. Before 2012, that wasn't a big thing to do. So that's when I created a raving fan, when we had APG Web Studios, not Amiga, we just kind of carried that into Amiga Digital. But we didn't even, we didn't even really, we didn't even really focus on necessarily on social media for word of mouth, which was crazy because it should have. But it was all SEO at the time, predominantly SEO and web design. And obviously, if you hear back in the first podcast, we couldn't do SEO because of that uh, NDA, that was uh, non-compete clause, sorry. Um, and so it was only web design, but still did web design work, still got raving fans. 2013, when we were allowed to do SEO again, then it's still, we, we, we got, I think 2012, 13, 14, is when really we pushed the raving fans, um, the comments, and now we just look for opportunities to help. And being exclusive in our prices, now with Omega Digital, we have scared off people, I think, because we don't seem to have those, many of those smaller business opportunities where we can, you know, I've got a client, Glamorgan Cats, and this is just a lovely um, husband-wife company where they sell, uh, I think they breed uh, really exotic cats, and they they got one cat which just always wins every competition that they enter it in. Go to gamorgancats.com. And I just I've just over the years just done web design work for them to the point where sometimes I'll do work for 15 minutes and I won't charge them. Why? Because I want to keep in that mindset. And they said to me, Andrew, you know, you should be charging. No, I'm not charging. It's fine. 15 minutes of work. It's no problem. And so that's important. That's who I am. I don't want to lose that. I don't want to make a digital to lose that. I want to breed that in. So look, with exclusive with exclusivity, sure, we lose money. We do leave money on the table. I wouldn't say we lose money per se, but we don't, of course, not just maximizing profits, you know, quote unquote. But it's about building long-term relationships. And that's what we're passionate about. That's where what we love, we, we love online marketing. And we also love building relationships. I love talking to people full stop, whether you're a client or you're not. You can tell by the way I'm speaking. You know, I just, I love it. I'm obsessed by, by, by you know, communicating. That's where that extroverting comes back to it. Like, how did I not sit in a room, guys, for a whole year and just talk to myself? I mean, you know, as much as I think that I'm not a bad person, I'm a pretty decent, cool person, even I couldn't stand myself to be around myself that long and, and, just, and just thinking about what I, what I can do and, and, and try to, you know, entertain and, 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 you know, look for ways to kind of take away the fact that I can't work with people but try to make it up. And it's just crazy. It was really, really difficult. Um, so anyway, that's what we love about being exclusive. We love that relationship building we love that our clients feel that when they work with us we are 100 percent totally dedicated to seeing them succeed and we don't offer any contracts we are building sort of uh, in our proposals sort of um, acknowledgement that if you do become a search engine optimization partner that it is a long-term thing here's a sign and we do have some light terms and conditions in regarding payment and things like that just to keep it fair for both parties but they're very very light conditions and after the first month you can leave um so building long term and and, and i want to keep it that way and again and business coaches and advice telling us 
Andrew, what you're doing is wrong. Tie up your customers in long-term contracts. I'm like, no. If I treat my clients well, if Amiga Digital treats our clients well, they won't leave. And the fact that we're in business for six years says they haven't left. Because if they did, well, I wouldn't be here doing this podcast. I'd be out planting a garden or something. I love gardens. A little bit. <laughs> I live on a balcony now, so every plant that I seem to put on the balcony just doesn't really grow that well. Anyway, um, you know, I'll be planting a garden. I'll be going to the beach. I'll be talking about, you know, visiting. I love beaches. That's something I do love. Maybe I'll be reviewing beaches and going around and reviewing spots and become like a, like a sort of know, reviewer of, 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 of cafes and things like that. My wife and I, we love all that stuff. But I wouldn't be doing this. That's the point. And what a shame that would have been. But the fact that we offer no, no contracts and that we, we, we're, we're exclusive really puts us in a sticky situation where performing and adding value is paramount because if it's not, we're out of business. And so that's the special thing about our agency. And when I hear other companies say, you know, we want to be the best digital marketing. The way we define best, that makes no sense. If Look, I'm not down on them. I'm sure they have good intentions. But the point is, when you say, I want to be the best, the way we define it is, it doesn't matter whether you're a plumber. It doesn't matter if you've got no money. It doesn't even matter if you don't want any help. You don't have to do anything. We will do everything for you. To be honest, I'm skeptical of that. Because in 10 years, it's told me the clients that have succeeded online have been the ones that are passionate and that have done what they were told to do. We don't believe we're the best in that way. We'll never be the best in that way. We have a client acquisition model that basically defines, and I hope that it inspires other digital agencies to create their own. Because I hear some agencies speaking about how you know they do look for that sort of client. We, we only work with those we feel comfortable that we can get results for, and I respect that. But we've actually tried to define exactly what a perfect client looks like. One, must love people in business. You've got to have a conversation. You've got to talk. You've got to engage. You've got to interact. That's a big part of your business success online. You have to believe that they can be the best at what they do. If you, if you don't believe in what you're doing, how can you expect us to sell it for you? It, I always use the I used to work with... Um, uh, I used to do some work for an organic client, farm client, and I love the organic food space. And I used to tell them, guys, I'll do some free work for you. Why? Because I love the organic space. However, if I find out your apples are rotten, the deal's over. We're finished. I'm not opening anymore. You can pay me $2,000 a month. I'm still not working with you. If the client, if, the, if, if your customers aren't giving you five stars, four stars at least, heck, even three stars, I'm out. We're done. This relationship is over. Because we can't turn lead into gold as marketers. And that's another reason why we, we, do, we don't try to be the best. We try to define exactly who we're looking for. This is the sort of customer that we can help. We want to be the best at, our, at, at, at helping these clients, sure. But we've defined it. We've set up the environment. They must be full of high energy. Heck, they're going to get up in the morning and love what they do, right? So, so that if we tell them, here's what you need to do, they've got to have the energy to back it and do it and execute because, sure, when they're paying us, a lot of the work we do for the high-end clients is a lot of data research, a lot of analytics, creating outcomes. Here's what, the, here's what your competitors are doing. If we want to be better than them, here's what we need to do. It's not just going to happen, or because you give us money, 
We're going to wave his magic wand and you're going to reign first. No, it requires hard work. And hard work requires energy, execution. And that's what we're looking for. So they must be full of high energy. And you can go to amigadigital.com.au and it's, it's in the website, I think, under the About Us section. If, if you really want to know, look at it. DM us, we'll send it to you. Fourthly, be determined, motivated, and passionate. Heck, everyone says high energy is great, but hopefully you've got the determination to make that succeed over long term. You've got to be motivated long term. And you must be passionate. You must, look, I put up a post the other day, it was probably our best um, performing post on social media. Family first. Picture of my wife and my son Christian. And sure, that time is the most precious time. Other than that, it's work. It's For me, it's my faith, it's my family, it's my work. That's it. I never get bored, right? It's unbelievable. I never look for things to do. So our clients must be determined, motivated, and passionate. They must believe that not only do they love people and their business, not only do they believe that they can be, they're the best at what they do and they're full of high energy, but they have to be passionate, motivated, and determined. And one way that we can quickly realize that after a campaign started three months, it's when the first few months, yeah, they're all pumped and they're all inspired. Yes, give it to me, give it to me, let's do it. Give us all the recommendations. Then the third month, fourth month, the recommendations and the execution, it's slowing down. They have the energy to start, they're full of high energy, and when you talk to them, they're full of high energy again, but the tasks are slowing down. We have a problem. Houston, we have a problem. Right? So they must be determined and motivated and passionate. And when you determine motivated and passionate, it keeps the energy high and sustains it for long term. Because we're looking to build long-term relationships, and that's the sort of ingredients that are going to do it. That heart and that drive and that fire for what you have is, is what sustains the energy long-term. So when we're first meeting a client, we obviously want to assess that high energy. The determined and motivated and passion is a little bit harder because they're going to have to see if they can sustain that. And then you're working sometimes in marketing teams. So we really have to be... What we're trying to become better and better and better at doing is identifying these values. And fifthly, last, able to have fun and enjoy great conversation. So they're going to love people and business. They're going to love interacting with us. And then just we like to occasionally send something to them. You know, a bit of a joke, a bit of a happy happiness um, knowing that, look, on Easter, Easter Sunday, I'm thinking about all my clients and how I can add value. And I might send them, you know, I thought it was Easter, however, I'm still thinking about you guys. And right back, haha, Andrew, we weren't thinking about you. Okay, okay, that's funny. We can, we can enjoy that. Um, and really be great at communicating. Have fun. Let's go out. Let's, let's celebrate our wins together. You know, you're a part of who we are. Our clients are a part of the DNA of Omega Digital. They truly are a part of the DNA. And therefore, enjoying conversations with us, communicating, is how important is that? Because we don't want to... It's like any relationship. If communication breaks down, it's only a matter of time. 
So 100% the, the, the conversation, the communication, we don't, sometimes we've had clients, none of, none of our existing clients, but some of our clients in the past where you would email them, like the first six months, they're always emailing you back. And then after things start dropping off, dropping off, you can't get onto them, you can't get onto them. You call them, they're not answering. You, you email them, they're not responding. You're sending, you know, even emails with, with I know you've read this email. And they sent back and they said, we've read it, but we're not replying to you. Why? What's going on? There is results happening. Even if there's no results, communicate that. If there is results, we're more dumbfounded. We have no idea. And so therefore, if we're going to get better, clients can provide us the best feedback. At the very least, feedback and, rec- and, and acknowledgement and recognition for what we're doing. Um, and that's why that's very, very important. And our long-term clients have embodied all of those sort of traits and factors, whereas clients where we, where we weren't able to, to deliver good work for, something went wrong in that journey. So we're not the best in the sense that we can help everybody, but we're not, def- we're not defining ourselves that way. We need our clients to be like that or we can't help you. And we've defined it, we've said it, and it's called Amiga Digital Client Acquisition Model. And I hope that's inspired you guys to start your own and to think about that if you're, if you're, especially if you're a business to business. I mean, probably doesn't work if you're a business to uh, consumer or you're selling product. Um, but there has to be some sort of value that you set in the customer, I think. Anyway, that's what we've done. So we're already on 42 minutes, guys, and I'm not even halfway through yet. Um, and I guess I will probably have to stop it there. Um, but the, the next, actually one last thing and then I'll, I'll quit. We're doubling down on social media. The next podcast, I'm going to talk about our digital consulting service. I mean, talk about passion, right, and, and exclusivity even in what we deliver. We, 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 we put the challenge out there, find a service that equals it in Australia. We want to know because we can't find it. But we're doubling down on social media. So we're looking for clients to, to come on board. Most of our clients now are pretty much SEO. And we love SEO. We don't do, we're, not, we're not going away. We love content marketing. But we want to incorporate social media. 2018. Everyone's glued to their phones. Facebook's only going to grow further. Instagram's only going to get more popular. It's already gone from a billion dollar company when Facebook bought it to a $50 billion company. Now, Snapchat is growing, YouTube is growing, video is growing. How we communicate to customers matters to every business. And the great thing, what we love specifically about social media is that it's a, it's a far more controlled environment than search engine optimization. Search engine optimization, you're kind of at the mercy of many factors that are outside your control. And there is that, that inerrant problem in, within SEO. With social media, the great thing about it is it takes it all out. If you're producing content for a year and no one's engaging, two years, no one's engaging, and, you're, and clients are spending big money with you and you've got huge amounts of resources, then you're the problem. If you're running ads, you can, you can target ads. If you're a, my, like the, my best friend Darren series, we can target ads specifically for a real estate agent in his area, in Albion Park, in Wollongong, 
if we're trying to to to, to make the Sydney uh, population realise that they can live 15 minutes away from the beach and buy a house for 500,000, think about the lifestyle opportunity, if that's something you're looking for. And so we can target ads to people who are looking for that. And targeted ads, as you know, it's not a new concept in online marketing. But the, the way Facebook can actually set up, allows you to set up and create targeted ads, it's amazing. Absolutely amazing. And then Instagram stories, amazing. And if you're a B2B, the LinkedIn potential, the content distribution, getting into the mind of, of who's interested in, in what you're doing and give, 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 give and expect nothing in return. Because the great thing about social media and what we love is not always just about selling, 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 selling. Here's how awesome we are. It's about giving, 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 giving. It's about showing how awesome you are, not just telling everybody that you are. With SEO, it's a little bit more... The environment is quite different. So, guys, I'll leave it at that. I'll, the next podcast, I'm going to specifically focus around our digital consulting service because it's instrumental, it's paramount, it's amazing when I look at the value it can bring. So, thanks a lot, guys, for listening. I'd love to hear from you. Go to www.amigadigital.com.au. Like us, subscribe, follow us. Um, all the social media links are in the top right. And bottom right, you know, engage with us. I want to hear what you guys think. This is going up, of course, on SoundCloud. We're told we have to put it up on iTunes and, and Spotify, and that's going to come soon. So many ways to listen, to engage, to like us, to interact. We want to hear from you. We want to hear the feedback. You know, DM us. You know, it doesn't have to be public if you don't want to put your comment public. Whatever, whatever you want to do. Keep it constructive and... We just love to hear from you. If you're having a problem in your business, if you're struggling, you don't know how to get to the next step, you have a question about Google, you have a question about Facebook, you have a question about Instagram, we want to hear from you. Okay? We want to hear from you. We're not trying to sell you. All right? It's not about that. It's about can we add value? You may ask us this question and we may not be able to help you. Whatever, but at least give us the opportunity. We want to know who you are. And even if there's customers and clients out there who aren't or don't fit our acquisition model, doesn't mean that we have to entirely break away from you. Um, of course, if you are in an industry where conflicts our clients of interest, conflicts of interest, then we have to look at that. But hey, there's nothing stopping just having a conversation, talking, experimenting, and then we'll look into whether you know it does become an issue for our clients. But mo- we're only we're only covering about seven or eight industries currently in the market. So we have room to grow, and I'm sure you're out there and we haven't even thought about the industry, let alone have clients in that industry. So, you know, just reach out. What do you got to lose? You got nothing. We're not trying to sell you. Um, we're just trying to add value. So thanks a lot, guys. Um, thanks for listening. If you got this far, send me another email. It's funny how I got an email from a few people and there was a lot of reviews and the emails we've got um, didn't quite match up. So if you got to the end, put it, hey, Andrew, podcast two in the subject line. Um, And I look forward to, to hearing from you. Thanks a lot, guys. Have a great day.